Welcome to Daily Reflections, your source of spiritual insight and guidance rooted in the gospel of the day. I invite you to join me on a journey of contemplation and discovery as we unpack the timeless wisdom found within the gospel. The aim is to provide a space for thoughtful reflection and inspiration, exploring how the teachings of the gospel can illuminate our lives in profound and meaningful ways. Whether you're seeking to deepen your understanding of faith, find comfort in daily struggles, or simply to ponder life's deeper questions, Daily Reflections offers a sacred pause for introspection and growth. Today we celebrate the third Sunday of Lent, and we begin with Psalm 19. Lord, you have the words of everlasting life. Together, Lord, you have the words of everlasting life. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The decree of the Lord is trustworthy, giving wisdom to the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The command of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eye. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true, all of them just. They are more precious than gold, than a heap of purest gold, sweeter also than syrup or honey from the comb. Lord, you have the words of everlasting life. Together, Lord, you have the words of everlasting life. Our gospel for today is taken from John chapter 2, verse 13 to 25. Since the Passover of the Jews was near, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. He found in the temple area those who sold oxen, sheep, and doves, as well as the money changers seated there. He made a whip out of cords and drove them all out of the temple area with the sheep and oxen and spilled the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And to those who sold doves, he said, Take these out of here and stop making my house a marketplace. His disciples recalled the words of scripture, zeal for your house will consume me. At this, the Jews answered and said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years, and you will raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. Therefore, when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they came to believe the scripture and the word Jesus had spoken. While he was in Jerusalem for the feast of Passover, many began to believe in his name. When they saw the signs he was doing, but Jesus would not trust himself to them because he knew them all and did not need anyone to testify about human nature. He himself understood it well. The third Sunday of Lent. Wow, we are really moving deeper and deeper into the season of the opportunity for genuine conversion. You know, we're in March now and uh, getting ready for the big spring cleaning. You know, we all kind of look at our homes and do a lot of that spring cleaning. And I ask you, are, are you a cleaner? Do you uh, like to clean? You know, I have to say I'm a cleaner. I uh, always feel I wanna have a, a clean house. 
However, it's in doing this that I also need as much time cleaning my heart as I do my house. You know, and I ask you, when was the last time you did a good heart cleaning? Jesus knew the importance of cleaning. And and today we reflect on the fact that he saw a mess happening in the temple, in this sacred place. Holy cow, Jesus was on a roll, wasn't he? Did you ever have something that caused you to, to be angry, to do what Jesus did? Jesus is filled with righteous anger as he sees the temple being turned into a marketplace. You know, we all get angry. Anger itself is not inherently a sin. It's a natural emotion that humans experience. We all do. I get angry. However, how we express and handle our anger can lead to sin if it's not managed in a healthy and constructive way. You know, I think of people coming to the confession, they say, Father, I want to confess anger. Well, okay, anger is an emotion, but tell me more. Well, I uh, hit a friend with a two by four. Okay, that's the sin. You know, using anger can also be uh, positive. And Everything depends on how it is channeled and expressed. Anger can be channeled into advocating for social justice and equality, inspiring people to take action against injustice and inequality. Anger can motivate people to address issues and problems that have been ignored, leading to positive change and solutions. Anger can be used to protect oneself and others from mistreatment or harm, empowering individuals to stand up against wrongdoing and protect their rights. Anger can be channeled into creative expression, inspiring artists, writers, musicians to create powerful works that shed light on important issues. However, anger can also be destructive. Sinful anger is often characterized by selfishness, hostility, and a desire for revenge. It can lead to harmful words and actions that damage relationships and hinder reconciliation. My friends, uncontrolled anger can lead to aggression and violent behavior, causing harm to oneself and others. Anger can fuel destructive habits and actions leading to substance abuse, self-harm, and other negative behaviors. Anger can result in misplaced blame and hostility towards innocent individuals, causing further harm and conflict. Anger can be used as a tool to manipulate and control others in unhealthy relationships, leading to emotional and psychological abuse. Anger can fuel hate speech, discrimination, prejudice, contributing to division and animosity within communities and societies. Now, Jesus, in his human form, experienced emotions, including anger, but he did not sin. We hear Jesus is like us in all things, but sin. You know, I think of St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 26 to 27, where it says, Be angry, but do not sin. 
Do not let the sun set on your anger and do not leave room for the devil. Wow. This verse encourages us to recognize that anger can lead to sin if not addressed appropriately. Today now we see Jesus' righteous anger when he overturned the tables of the money changers in the temple. His anger was directed at the injustice and exploitation taking place in the house of God. This demonstrates that anger, when rooted in a desire for justice, can be a righteous response. The key is to recognize that while experiencing anger is not necessarily sinful, how we respond to and manage our anger is crucial. In our own lives, it's important to acknowledge and address feelings of anger in, in healthy ways, seeking God's guidance and wisdom in dealing with, with these emotions. And this may involve practicing forgiveness, seeking reconciliation, addressing the underlying cause of our anger in a, in a constructive manner. Unfortunately, you know, many do not do that. Ultimately, Jesus's life serves as an example of how to navigate the complexities of human emotions, including anger, while remaining sinless. We are called to follow his example by seeking to channel our emotions, including anger, in ways that reflect God's love, grace, justice. This action symbolizes the need for cleansing and renewal in our lives. We're invited to examine the temples of our hearts and to identify areas that need cleaning, that need real conversion. And just as Jesus cleansed the temple, we are called to allow him, allow Jesus to cleanse and renew us. The money changers in the temple were focused on profit and material gain, neglecting the sacredness of the temple. Similarly, during Lent, my friends, we are called to examine our priorities and to refocus on what is truly important. This may involve letting go of attachments to material possessions, worldly desires, sinful habits, and turning our focus back to God. And so let's reflect on the message of the cleansing of the temple and the call to conversion. Let's open our hearts to God's transforming love and allow him to cleanse and renew us. Cleansing and renewal during Lent involves a deep spiritual process of self-examination and turning toward God. A little anger will help you to stand up to the cleansing that needs to take place. Take time to reflect on your life, on your relationships, your spiritual journey. Identify areas of sin, selfishness, pride, complacency. Ask yourself where you have fallen short and where you need to grow in holiness. Acknowledge your sins and shortcomings before God. Seek out reconciliation through the sacrament of confession or through sincere acts of contrition and repentance. Let go of guilt and shame and embrace God's forgiveness and mercy. Reaffirm your commitment to following Christ and living according to his teachings. Cultivate a spirit of humility, gratitude, and openness to the, to the transforming work of God's grace in your life. Remember that cleansing and renewal during Lent are not solitary endeavors, but opportunities to draw closer to God and closer to the community of believers. Embrace the Lenten season as a time of grace, growth, and conversion trusting in God's loving presence 
and guidance every step of the way. Have a great day. Be sure of my prayers.